eye to eye sports. This is Dorm Room Sports Talk. What is up, Dorm Room Sports Talk? We are back. I am healthy, but the rest of the gang is not. That's right. I got him sick. I coughed on their <laughs> stuff. Did everything uh, to get these guys sick, just to feel what I felt. But we're back. We're ready. Tristan, what's on the board? Yeah, as Johnny mentioned, we're all going to sound like absolute crap on this podcast. Uh, thanks to this man right here. That doesn't wash his hands much, but that's all right. Um, so we're going to talk NFL Baseball and golf today in the NFL. We got to talk about the Dolphins. They're three and zero coming to New England. This is their chance. They got a chance to prove it. Let's hope they don't choke like they always do. Also, is Deshaun Watson the reason that the Texans are just so bad? And after Baker's performance last week, what do you expect from him this week? Then we move to baseball. Where we're going to talk about our AL slash NL MVPs, and then we're going to talk about the A's. You know, they're they're up there. They make the playoffs. Maybe, maybe they actually have it in them this year. And then we got to end it with golf. We got to talk about Tiger with his first win since 2013. Also, we're going to talk about maybe if he can continue this play and if he'll be eventually back at the top of the world. Okay, guys, we got to start with Dylan here. Dylan, your Dolphins, 3 0, top of the division. Here's their chance against the Pats. What Let me you take you. A little bit on a walk through being a Dolphins fan. <laughs> oh, no. Have the highest of expectations to begin this year. I completely saw this coming. Uh, but in fairness to the strength of that prediction, I see this coming every year, and it never actually happens. <laughs> uh, so week one, Dolphins get a win. A little surprised, a little uh, pretty happy, you know, good to get a win. And uh, Tannehill's back, looking good. Week two, another win. I'm thinking, okay, we're first in... The uh, AFC East, what's going on right now? A third win come from behind, I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> Things are getting out of hand. We're two games up in the AFC East. The Patriots are one and two. If we win a fourth game in a row in Foxborough against the Patriots to go up three games, I will be convinced this is a dream. But as for right now, Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm feeling what? pretty great. I'll give you a slap in the face to wake you up. It's all right. Um... This is unprecedented, but it's not. Every uh, single uh, NFL prediction for this year had the Dolphins in dead last, and it really didn't take a look at the talent on the team. They lost Jarvis Landry and Ndamukong Sue, and they replaced those guys with guys to book up their offensive line and guys to tie together their defense. And this is, they've been trying to build this team for like six years, and it's finally worked out. And so this is their shot, and they're going to be taking it. It's been a lot of fun to watch these games recently. Ryan Tannehill, 9-1 and one in his last 10 starts. Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant lead the league in uh, getting separation from their uh, defenders. Xavier Howard. Too. It's a good stat. Xavier Howard in his last nine games has seven interceptions. He's allowed, I think, 14 receptions in total. Uh, he's been covering all the lead receivers, so he's proven himself to be pretty elite. He had a uh, pick in the end zone that iced the game against the Raiders. Uh, Dolphins, top to bottom, look very good, aside from that Will Hayes torn ACL to protect the stupid quarterback. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, a hot take here. The Patriots, uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a big Patriots guy, okay? I think the Patriots might, hot take, lose this week to the Dolphins. However, I'm going to steer this, competi- this conversation a uh, different way because I don't really care about the Dolphins. The Patriots 
even if they lose this week, should not be worried. And I will give you one one name as the reason for that. That's pretty obvious. It's my boy Julian Edelman. Jules, as his friends call him. <laughs> uh, I am one of those friends. But, I mean, you watch this offense. They're sluggish, okay? They're slow. They're very bad. The receiving core is weak, okay? Brady, I mean, he's... He's not doing great, but I, I like to think that he's doing the best he can. You know, Chris Hogan. For an old man. For, all right. I mean, Chris Hogan's the number one guy right now. He's fine if he's like, you know, a second or third option. It's a little surprise. When he's getting double teamed, there's no chance that man can put up the numbers that he usually does. They're missing their spark plug, and I believe that once he comes back, we'll be fine. Everyone in this suite, okay? Tyler, not here again coincidence maybe he's been saying oh the patriots are done you know they're just not good anymore he reminds me of trent dilfer okay (laughs) the patriots are going to be fine i am not worried i have never been less worried about anything in my life that the patriots are done well that's a pretty aggressive take there tim uh okay here's here's what i gotta say about this whole situation Tannehill. is actually a decent quarterback thank you well Um, we've known that though but here's but here's the thing like the, the um not last year the year before when Tannehill was a full participant the dolphins were pretty good yeah last year gets injured they're bad that's just how it works when your starting quarterback goes down he's back this year not for the eagles okay that worked out pretty well for the eagles <laughs> okay that hurts nick um <laughs> but anyways comes back this year he signed that huge contract and he he you know this is him being like all right I got to show what I am and that I am worth this contract. And so far, as Dylan mentioned, he's done it, and he's looked really good because he's really one of those guys that can sling it anywhere on the field. He's got a strong arm, can throw the ball down the field. But here's my problem with the Dolphins is that they're going to Foxborough, and the Dolphins at Miami, probably you're saying Miami, but in Foxborough, Patriots are coming home after just being embarrassed by the Lions. They're going to respond, and they're going to blow out the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are, no offense, the most average 3-0 team I've ever seen. They're not top 15 in total defense or total offense. Their special teams is pretty good. But the thing with this team is that they don't really have... I mean, Tannehill's looked awesome. You mentioned, what, nine wins out of his last 10 starts, whatever it is. Him and Adam Gase obviously have developed a really, really good... Uh, connection and and it's been working for the Dolphins so far, um, but they they just they look average. They don't. I don't feel like they have playmakers. I don't feel like Tannehill has proven anything yet through three games of the year. Um, I think that going to Foxborough is going to be a big test. Maybe the Dolphins will prove me wrong, um, but I I think New England will will stop this train. We love doubters. Dolphins fans Yo, love Dallas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it happened all year. We get to prove them wrong. Here, here's my thing. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. Uh, <clears throat> if the Patriots pressure the quarterback like they've, they've pressured the last two games, they're going to lose this game, plain and simple. If you give a, above – I think Tannehill's above average quarterback. I really do. Slightly. I, I think he's probably in the top 12 of quarterbacks in the league, okay. probably on the lower, lower tier of that, that number. But um, – if you give a guy like Tannehill a lot of time in the pocket, uh, which which we saw last week, um, that's what the Patriots Patriots gave the quarterback a lot of time in the pocket. I, I think that this game is is going to be won by the Dolphins. Pretty plain and simple. 
Um, if the pass rush is the way it it is, I don't know. I just they don't they don't have a running game at all. The the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't. Well, they have Drake. Tan, well, Without tan, Tom Brady, the Patriots are the least talented team in all of football. Oh, that's, I agree. That's pretty much the same case almost every year, though. I no, I disagree. I think that. Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees had their fair share of their years where the team was terrible, but they I were they were so, so good. Drew Brees on the Saints, that team had, for like six years straight was just him. Aaron Rodgers the last four years, like Has it's had, pretty much just him it's, uh, yeah. carrying them to the playoffs. The Patriots every year have had a phenomenal team. Oh my god, dude, Chris Tom Hogan Brady. is such a good receiver, dude. That's what, the, no, this they have had Rob Gronkowski. They've had Rob Gronkowski. Oh, is it Josh? Josh Boyce was it, and like, uh, well, Aaron oh. Dobson. Oh, I mean, Aaron Dobson. There were some really so bad years. Rogers had Jeff Janis and Jared Aberderis. Remember that year? No, I don't know. I don't. They've had Devonte <laughs> Adams, Randall Cobb, and Jordan Jordy Nelson for, for years. So to me, that Aaron Rodgers excuse doesn't even make sense. Well, I, again, back he, to the, back to the whole running game. The whole the whole problem. It's not it. the running game. But I mean, they week, made break Blake Bortles look like. Well, I'm no, no, for Miami. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Argument, but then why are the Patriots losing? Miami. I told you why they can't. They can't. because they're getting pressure on the quarterback. Receiver. Because oh, we we don't need good receivers except that for this year we do. Is that what? I'm Tannehill hearing? was Miami's leading rusher I mean. last week. Tannehill was Miami's leading rusher last. Week. I I still think Drake's Drake's a fine running. Tannehill Tannehill is killer with his Drake legs. Drake and Gore he are killed sufficient. the Jets. He killed the Jets with the the, the read option well, plays and his ability to yeah, scramble. We're talking about Look, the if, Jets if, here. Yeah. If we're we don't get a like sack, that. which I don't think I, I mean I I don't remember the last time the Patriots got a sack. I, I really don't. It's probably game one, but no, I, I, I don't I don't think they sacked Matt Stafford at all. We have like I don't six different did. conversations going on right now. Heilman's talking Jets, Dylan's talking Dolphins, and everyone else is talking Patriots. It's wild. It's natural. Yeah, you know we're just throwing stuff around. Well, since uh, Johnny just mentioned Game One, why don't why don't we talk about the Patriots' opponent, Game One? That was the Texans, who are just terrible right now. Pretty bad. And I don't think anybody saw this coming. I think a lot of people saw the Texans as like potentially a top team in the AFC with their defense and the way Deshaun Watson played last year. So I mean, Deshaun Watson has also just been bad. Yeah. So. Like, is he the reason the Texans are so bad? I think because it well, can't be their defense. Right? I, I think it's there. <laughs> they they have a phenomenal roster. No, they don't. They do have a phenomenal offensively. Roster. Their roster is so bad. They have DeAndre Hopkins. He's their Will only Fuller. good player. Will, Will Fuller. Fuller is not good. One of the Lamar Miller is a listen, below average. Listen, they have back. a roster that can win the AFC South. Dylan, how's Deshaun... Lamar Miller? How is he? He's pretty fast. Listen, he was on your Dolphins. He stunk. He was he pretty good. It's he obvious. Was pretty good on it's obvious that Deshaun Watson is in a sophomore slump. He is completing under sixty percent of his passes, has three interceptions and three fumbles with a fifty point nine QBR. Uh, this doesn't fall all on Deshaun Watson, but he's been turnover prone so far through the first three games of the season. It's it's tough for me to imagine that they're going to right the ship and somehow make the playoffs. Because remember, in that division, you do have Jacksonville, you do have Andrew Luck, and the Tennessee Titans, who just beat the Jaguars. Um, so I think the Texans' season is in desperate need of a miracle, an Aaron Rodgers-like miracle. I mean, people were saying before the season that Deshaun Watson was going to win MVP. That's gone out the window unless he pulls something out of his, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that it, it falls all on Deshaun Watson, but his struggles certainly haven't helped their cause. So I think that 
I think that it is, you know, technically Deshaun Watson, but uh, I'm, I'm putting it there. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying here, but it's mainly the offensive line is what I'm getting at, all right? <laughs> Through week three, he's endured 27 knockdowns, 43 hits, 11 sacks, and 50 pressures. I don't have any other stats on quarterbacks with uh, those numbers, but I imagine that's pretty close to highest in the league. It's, you know, he's a mobile quarterback, right? He needs to run. He needs to be moving. He needs to create space in order to get his uh, passes off. If he's constantly getting bullied out there and just murdered behind the offensive line, he's not going to be able to do things that he normally does when he's, you know, comfortable and uh, has assurance that he'll be able to move. Yeah, I agree that the offensive line is certainly a part of it. But last year when Deshaun Watson was going on his like tear that he had before he got injured, I, I have to tell you, I was completely shocked because to me coming out of Clemson, I just saw this dude as a runner, really. I, like He could throw it at Clemson, I thought, but I didn't see him being able to throw the ball the way he did last year. And I think that this year he's kind of gone back down to earth. And that Pats game, he probably missed two guys that were wide open for touchdowns. Um, that one down the middle on the post, I forget who it was. But he was wide open, and he just overthrew him. So I think that that, that hole in his game that, that he had coming out <coughs> is, is finally coming back to bite him in his second year in the pros, where I think last year he was just running on adrenaline, you know. Yeah. Um, rookie year, getting a chance to start. Um, and this year, I just think he's come back down to earth and is what he really is, which is a below-average passer. Yeah, and I don't know if it's if it's Hopkins who's struggling or if it's... It's, just it's not. It's not Hopkins. They just Because I've seen Hopkins perform with the worst of quarterbacks. Brandon right. Whedon. Uh, Tom Savage. Tom Savage, Tom Brian Savage. Hoyer, right. Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Like, he's played with the worst of them. So it's hard for me to think that DeAndre Hopkins is struggling just because of his own play. I think um, Deshaun Watson, I think, that, yeah, again, this, this most of this blame, I think, falls on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson. Also, J.J. Watt hasn't been the same, and, and that doesn't surprise me. Over the, the years, he's had countless surgeries and injuries. Um, he finally got a strip sack, I think it was last week, but... Um, yeah, their their roster on paper looks amazing, but they're just not they're just not executing right now. I I, I agree that their roster defensively is a very they have a very good roster. Um, I mean, you, when you have JJ Watt on your defense, that's and Clowney. It, and that's one of the right. come on, that's it, one all, of the it automatically it, yeah. it's it's crazy. They have so much talent, but on the offensive side of the ball, they have Watson, who I think is he's going to be good. Um, obviously he's not doing, I mean, he's, he's still right around like an 89 QBR, which quarterback rating, which is, which is pretty good. Um, he's putting up yards. He, the arm strength is there. Uh, it's just Lamar Miller last week against the giants rushed. He had 10 carries for 10 yards. Um, Tim, Tim mentioned the offensive line. I just don't think Lamar Miller is a good player. Uh, then they gave it to Alfred Blue. He had four carries for 13 yards. Um, I mean, th- their roster, they have no running game at all. And they have two guys that they can throw the ball to in Hopkins and Fuller. And Fuller literally runs the same route every time. He's a deep threat. Right. Yeah. To, to me, uh, you're not going to win games with an offense like that. You can't b- bully the ball every time to Hopkins. Um, it's just, 
I don't think Lamar Miller is good uh, whatsoever. And until they find a running game, they're, Johnny, they're not going to be Lamar good. Lamar Miller? What's your, th- what's your thoughts on him? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't like him. I don't like the guy. Really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a shock. <laughs> yeah, well, the Texans are certainly struggling, which makes my pick of the Colts um, making the playoffs this year look pretty good right now in that division. Just saying. All right, so let's talk about Baker Mayfield, guys. After last week's performance, what do you guys expect from him this week going up against the Raiders? Um, I think the Raiders, obviously the Raiders are, are struggling big time right now with their new head coach. Um, I, I look for Mayfield to actually have a really good game. I'm, I'm, my expectations are high for him against this defense. I think they're ranked 18th in the league in passing defense. Um, he has talent at the wide receiver position. I think Mayfield looked really, really comfortable last week. Mind you, they didn't have film on him now that there's film on him. But I think Mayfield is one of those players that even when you have film, his ability to improvise in the pocket, outside of the pocket, and make those crazy throws, I don't think that film can really help you in that sense. And I think we'll see some really magical plays from him on Sunday um, against the Raiders. And I look for the Browns to actually get a win. I think he's going to do very well. But uh, I think, well, like you said, with the f- they're going to get film on him. I think <coughs> the last game st- stared down the receiver he was going to throw to a lot. So I think that this week they could come in with some ball hawks and get a couple picks off him and maybe knock him around a little bit. But I think that that's just going to help him grow. And it's gonna, he, I think he'll be able to fight through some of that adversity this game. And then going through the season, I think the Browns could be legit. Their defense has been really, really, really good. Top five defense so far. Um, and with Baker, if he can just be competent, they can actually make a push for something. The Steelers are giving up that division a little bit, <coughs> it seems like. Back-to-back wins for Cleveland. Unprecedented. When was the last time that happened? Unprecedented. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no real evidence to back this up, but I feel like the Ram- the excuse me, Browns are going to blow it because they always do. Uh, I think that you know Mayfield kind of caught the Jets by surprise. Uh, they weren't expecting him. I think I saw somewhere that they went from man to zone because uh, he was just, like, cutting them up. Um, and, you know, the Raiders will know. They'll have film. They'll be prepared. The they're 0-3. The they're, Raiders are okay. obviously okay, not good either. <laughs> However, the Browns have been historically terrible for their entire existence. I, I so. think the, the Raiders have been, like, the most unlucky team, like, in the NFL this year. Like, they're 0-3 and could easily be 3-0. Well, that was the same. When they made the playoffs, what was it, two years ago? They were the luckiest team in the NFL. Yeah. So, like, so like I don't, this team, like, personnel-wise, they're not really that good. They led going into the fourth quarter of all their games. Yeah. Yeah, and, but... And they, like, every... When they made the playoffs, every single game was, like, a fourth quarter win that they won. It looks so, like John Gruden has the scripted 15-play setup. Before every game, and then once that falls apart, and once his game plan falls apart, well, I, think I don't he, even think they, they've scored in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this, you've this seen him struggle late. I'm games. all aboard the John Gruden hate trade. Me too. I've been on it hate since trade. he got since he got hired. So, see, I, like, here's my thing though. Like, I, the t- like Derek Carr has just been awful. So, like, like he's throwing terrible picks that are costing them games. So, I like. What like what is that on Gruden for Carr throwing it into double coverage like to end the game? I I don't think so. So to me, like the Raiders are not as bad as zero and three says. Um, however, that if that that Browns defense has been so good and with a interception prone Derek Carr, 
um, that he could be in for a disastrous week. But I think that that this week Baker Mayfield, I think he'll he'll be like he won't be great. Okay, like he won't be great. He'll have one of those games where he takes a step down from where he was last week. He'll throw. He'll probably throw a couple picks. Um, I don't know if they'll get the win because again. Like, the Raiders are so unpredictable whether or not they'll be able to finish the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, for this week, I'm, Baker's going to have a decent week, and then I think he's going to have a decent rest of the year. Um, I just really like the way he can throw the ball, and um, he's only going to get better from here on out. Yeah, the Browns defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, you remember him from Bounty Gate, that whole awful thing going on in New Orleans and wherever he was before. Um, but he, his defense is the highest uh, blitz percentage in the league. They're aggressive. They bring a lot of pressure. I think that there's already a lot of pressure on the Oakland Raiders to succeed, um, specifically on Gruden and on Derek Carr, because as you mentioned, Carr has struggled. I just don't think that you know when you face the highest percentage blitzing team in the league that it's, that it's going to benefit you very much um, when you're under this, this amount of pressure. And mind you, the, the Browns have fantastic corners. Uh, or one corner, Denzel Ward. He's yeah, been de- looking, yeah. He's been looking really good, and then they have a great safety in uh, in Jabril Peppers, Roman back there. So I think you know, again, Mayfield is going to look good. I don't, I don't have any doubts. Um, but I think that whether or not the Browns win is going to fall on the defense and Greg Williams. Yeah, well, definitely going to be a good an- another weekend to see you know what teams really are and what will happen because. You know, it's it's week four, so we're we're kind of getting into the season now. Um, all right, so let's move on to baseball, guys. Let's talk MVP races. So um, we got to talk the AL. I mean, it's got to be between two Red Sox guys, right? It's got to yeah. be between Mookie Betts and JD Martinez. And for me, it's JD. But I don't know what you guys think. Here, I think it's got to be JD. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I think that JD is the MVP of the Red Sox because. They've been looking for a guy to fill the hole in their lineup. There are T's left, looking for a guy to hit 40 home runs, and he has done that, and it's shown this year the difference between having him. The Red Sox are so much better. But as for what the MLB looks for in their MVP, Betts is in the 30-30 club this year with 30 steals, 30 homers. He plays defense phenomenally. He's hitting like crazy. I think that he's the guy that is the jack of all trades that the league looks for in someone that they want to make the MVP. JD has had the biggest impact on this team, I believe, this year, but I think that Betts is more of a candidate for MVP. So I don't have a vote, unfortunately. But if I did, I'd write down JD Martinez, okay? I find that fielding. Is not really an integral part of the game. I know that sounds stupid, and I know when we put Hanley Ramirez out in left field, that was like the worst fielding I've ever seen. <laughs> but I feel like if you're a serviceable fielder, which J.D. Martinez has proven that he is, he's played a few games, but mainly DH'd, you're fine, okay? I, I value hitting so much more than fielding. And for that reason... Uh, I'd vote JD. Now, many people will look at the numbers and still vote Mookie because his, uh, at the time of this filming, his batting average is like, what, 10 points high or so? I mean, the guy has more home runs. He's right there with uh, Mookie in average. He's second behind yeah, first. Mookie's hitting 346. JD's hitting 330. Okay, so he's, he's climbed up a little bit. Uh, but regardless, he's still leading 
both leagues in uh, RBIs. If he was in the NL, he'd win the Triple Crown. Unfortunately, it's not how it works. Um, so, I mean, I'm giving him the vote. I do not expect him to win at all. Uh, obviously, it's going to be Mookie. I think that Trout is going to get second. Hot take there. Because yeah. it's such a big name, and he's, sec- he's what, third in average? He's second in war, uh, and people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, he always has a good year, despite the fact that he was hurt for a significant portion. So that's what I got. Mookie also got robbed a couple of years ago, so it'd be like a James Harden, like, here you go. This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think, see, personally, I yeah, I said J.D. Martinez. This guy's got 42 home runs, 127 RBIs, and he's hitting three thirty. He's the middle of your lineup. On the best team in baseball. Let's uh, not yeah, forget. On the best team in baseball. He's the middle of your lineup. He's the guy that you know is always going to be there to drive in runs. I mean, 127 ribbies. Come on now. That's, that's ridiculous. 42 bombs. This is what you signed him for. So as Dylan mentioned, yeah, he's definitely the Red Sox MB- MVP. And it's really, really hard to deny a guy, I think, with those kind of power numbers that he puts up. Um, the MVP. However, you have Mookie Betts, who's your leadoff guy, who has 32 home runs in 80 RBIs. And 30 stolen bases. Second Red Sox to do that, 30-30. Yes, Uh, and 30 stolen bases. And he's hitting 346. I don't know. Really, it's a toss-up. It's personal preference. But to me, I don't know. This is what I expect Mookie to do all the time, really. That's why I was so disappointed last year um, with with the way he played last year. But... JD to me, I feel like he's just—I don't know—he's. I feel like he's just the most important part of the Red Sox lineup in the middle there. To me, I don't care who gets it. I just want us in the World Series, and I want to see us finally win again. Um, but finally, make it past this this hump that um, we've we've been struggling for the past what three years yeah, now. Get, getting out of the so, first round. So yeah. I think that's a good place to move on there. Not to steal your thunder, Tristan. But no, you're good, Tim. Can the Oakland A's make a run at the World Series? So they're, I, they've locked up a playoff <laughs> spot, right? They're going to be in the wild card game. It's still yet to be determined whether it'll be in New York or Oakland. Um, however, I think that they can beat the Yankees because they've done it before. The Yankees are kind of trash. Severino, kind of a bum recently <laughs> since the second half has begun. But you got to go with him. Uh, so I think the A's can beat them. I think the A's can beat the Red Sox, too, the way that our bullpen has looked. People forget we got no hit by Sean Manaya uh, in Oakland, so maybe the stadium has you know some bad memories or something. Obviously, Manaya's out. They cannot win a World Series, I will say that. And I'll say that because you know hitting wins games in the regular season, okay, but pitching wins championships. And their starting pitching is abysmal. I will give anyone in this room $5 if you can name off the top of your head one A's starting pitcher. Manaya. Jed Lowry. He's hurt. So. <laughs> He's hurt. So that does not count. And I get to keep the $5. The starting pitching is just so much below where it needs to be in order to, to make an actual run. Obviously, you know, I said the Red Sox bullpen's bad. And recently, World Series winners have had great bullpens. Their bullpen appears to be the best in the American League with Familia, Trinan, and uh, I'm forgetting one name. But they have three people there that can seriously get them through. But getting to the seventh inning could be a problem, uh, so we'll see. But I don't think they can do it. Well, here's what I want to say about the A's is that they're the team everyone roots for and always comes up short. 
and they're going to do it again this year because they have that exact same team. They have good bullpen. They have, like, decent hitters, like a bunch of guys that just, like, I don't know how, but they put together a good season. And then they're going to show up in the playoffs. People are going to be like, the A's might actually do it this year, and then they're going to come up short again. So that's really all the A's ever have in expectations for me going into an MLB season is somehow be a decent team, get to the playoffs, and then lose. That's all their franchise can ever do. Would you rather put the Yankees or the A's? I would rather play. I don't even know, honestly. I'd rather rather play play New York. I'd rather play the Yankees. I don't. I don't know. Like I would rather play Oakland. I'd rather play the <laughs> Yankees because it would be Red Sox Yankees. Exactly. That's the difference. Uh, oh yeah. Well yeah, definitely. But like team wise, I think like the roster is clearly worse in Oakland. Yeah, I would much rather play Oakland. The Yankees also right now are just like a defeated team, whereas Oakland exactly. is like fighting for history. But it's the Yankees. Like they'll be fine. Like they'll win this wild card game. I uh, I don't know. Also, the Yankees uh, have a rookie manager. I know the Red Sox do too. But Bob Melvin is likely manager of the year. Uh, I believe he's won before, so that's Again, a little scary. I, I don't have any confidence in Oakland to do anything. They just they can't do anything when they get to the playoffs. It's true. It's just it's it's just their history. But they have Jed Lowry. I do love Jed Lowry. Yeah, they guy. they do have yeah, Jed Lowry. Lowry. Also, are we in con- are we in consensus that? Um, that's embarrassing. Wow. <laughs> that was my alarm to wake up. I was are woken we, up are we all, It is 12 Are 21. we all in consensus of the NL MVP? Uh, it's got to be Yelich, right? Yelich, right? Two cycles. I mean, obviously, this, this last month of the season has just been an absolute victory <coughs> lap. But he's the spark plug of the uh, current NL Central leaders, Milwaukee Brewers. They finally made it over that hump after just like falling short last year. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I like him. Uh, a lot of people are saying Baez. I think that's just you know Cubs bias. Uh, but I, I got to give it to Yelich here. He's hitting three twenty one. He's got you know, hundred four RBIs, couple of homers. I think I think he's got it locked up. Yeah, a couple of homers. A couple. Got he's got more than a couple. <laughs> All right. Well, let's finish up, guys. Let's talk about a little bit of golf here. So Tiger gets his first victory since twenty thirteen. And let me tell you, it was something to watch coming up that 18th hole. You've got, like, everybody just following behind him, the whole crowd. Only one man, Tiger, can do that. Is he back? Does this, does this win mean that he's back? So everyone's going to say yes, a little spoiler alert. But I'm just going to play devil's advocate real quick. How many people were in this tournament? Wasn't it, like, 30? 30. I mean... Tim, this Normally is the, seventy. Well, timeout. Oh cut. my god! This is the, the cut. This excuse is the FedEx, me. This is the FedEx thirty playoff. best golfers. Okay, but is minus there, Jordan Spieth. But what about like any given weekend, any given Sunday? You know, someone could just get hot and win a tournament. That's yeah, that's that's for sure. true. But he, t- he technically won this tournament, but it's not like he was in like you know. Most of the guys in this top thirty are the guys that are winning the tournaments. Most. I mean, I <laughs> here, here's where I'm at. That's how it okay. works. You add in more competition, the more difficult it gets. Right? <coughs> I, I, I'm not a golf guy. I've said it a billion times, but I, I have a hard time uh, treating this as if it's a normal tournament. Here's what I have to say about Tiger's performance. Tiger played the best third round front nine he's ever played <laughs> in his entire life to give him the lead and did what he needed to do on the final day, shot one under, I think, um, just enough to get him the dub. 
that's that's what you that's how you play golf on the final day when you have a five six shot lead. You just play for even par. Um, what I like about this year from Tiger was how he was always right there, and I think that that is really really encouraging. And to see him get it done in the last tournament of the year is it's kind of like it's a little annoying because like you just want to see him play another tournament, right? So but he's he'll be in the Ryder Cup, right? So. But the Ryder Cup in Europe, I don't really think we can count that as, you know, one of his, like, tour performances. Oh, no, have. no, no. Because this is in Europe. It's a tough place to play. we got to wait now. we um, got to wait for a while. But now we got to wait. So he had great finishes in pretty much all the majors this year. Um, it, I think he had second tw- I would say in the Open. I, I would believe. even add more to he had great finishes throughout the whole season. Yeah. More than just and, majors. And I think that that's going into next year. Like, he's, he's going to know, like, damn, like, I'm back. Like, I can win tournaments now. And I, he's not going to dominate like he used to. He's not going to win every tournament because the players are just much better now. Everyone is just really, really, really good golfers, and they're all young. It's like a new guy every year really comes up and plays well. I mean, you can see it with Phil. Phil Mickelson has just completely fallen off the map. I mean, he, he was horrible in the Ryder Cup this morning. He's been bad pretty much his last few tournaments. The match he's going to have against Tigers should not be close. <laughs> Tigers should smoke him. Yeah. But anyways, I think that's just a testament to show how, as a player, Tiger developed with the game. Like, he was already ahead of his time back in the day. But now, with these new guys, they all trained the way he did. So now they're all like him now. And he's made that adjustment to finally get over the hump. So going into next year, I think Tiger is going to be a favorite in a lot of the tournaments just because of the hype that he can get. Will he win them all? Probably not. Will he have probably a couple wins on the tour? Maybe a few? I think so. You know, I got to say, the last five years, the most golf I've watched was the 15 minutes when it was Tiger's last two holes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I Me think too. T- t- Tiger um, has gotten confidence back. Uh, that's the most important thing for him. His life was at an all-time low just about last year, um, and I say that with all with respect to him. I think that was a, a little longer than last year when he was at an all-time low. Yeah, I would say uh, yeah, a little, last a little year. more. In terms it was, of it was June of, of June of last year, wasn't it? In terms of injury, oh, in terms of injury, yes. In terms of life, this no. man, this man cannot. Well, what, what about down. when he get when he got. The DU the DUI. I'm I'm thinking when his wife was bashing in the car. Right. Well, that that's, <laughs> that's that was, bad that too. Low. That, that was that was not. And then it, it built more with the DUI and then the that back the back surgeries. That so was, that was a few years ago. You got all that stuff. The DUI was last year. Right. Right. And not an ideal situation. What a hero. See, right? but <laughs> to me guy. that that was that was the tough part because you thought he was coming back. He said he was. He said he's feeling better. And then you get that. And then it, his back, he's hurting his back again. He didn't even know if he was ever going to play again. His confidence is back. And that is something that um, when Tiger has confidence, it is, it's something special to watch. And you know, you know it when you see it. When you see him out there, you know when he has the confidence. And um, then he just brings it. He's been good all season. The, 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 Another cool thing about Tiger, right, is he's been playing the game for so long. He's won on so many different courses throughout the tour. So, you know, he knows what he, he knows just about every hole on every course. Some guys can't say this, 
And when, when you have a guy who has confidence saying, oh, I've won here before, I can do it again, ha- comes out, has a good first round, has a good setup third round, and, and you know, that's, that's what he did in, in the FedEx um, championship, and that's why he had success. And I believe now that he has confidence going into next season, he can – well, I think he win – is he going to win, you know, five tournaments? Maybe not. But he's going to be in contention. He's going to win a couple, and I just, I just hope he can win a major. That's really all that I'm looking for. But he's back, and that the key is his confidence is back. Having Tiger content is huge for golf. It is absolutely massive, and I'm sure the Ryder Cup numbers this year are going to be absurd in terms of ratings, um, just having him back <laughs> right. in the mix. Um, but anyways, that's all we have time for today, guys. This has been another episode of Dorm Room Sports Talk. Hope you enjoy. Uh, peace out. Have a good oh, weekend. Wait, wait, we're going to be moving our time to Thursday nights. To next Tim. Week. Could be out Friday next mornings. Next week. Still. Tim. We'll see. Could still be out Friday mornings. Uh, we'll keep you, keep you updated. Adios. Peace. Tim will, Tim will keep everybody updated on that. All right, guys. Bye-bye.